0: Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis, and today we're going to be taking a look at the uh, supporting artist, The Twilight Sad, who's supporting The Cure on tour. The Twilight Sad are a Scottish post punk indie rock band comprising comprising James Graham Vogue on vocals, Andy McFarlane on guitar, Johnny Doherty on bass, Brent, Brendan Smith on keyboard and... Grant Hutchinson on drums. They have released five studio albums as well as several EPs, live recordings and singles. Their 2007 debut album, Fourteen Albums and Fifteen Winters, drew widespread acclaim from the critics who noted Graham's pe- thick Scottish accent and McFarland's dense sonic, wo- sonic walls of shoegazing guitar and wheezing accordion. The, st- the twilight side's notoriously loud live performances have been described as completely ear-splitting. The band toured for the album across Europe and the United States throughout 2007-2008. Sessions inspired by stripped-down and reworked live performances yielded the 2008s mini-album here, it never snowed after, afterwards it did. The band's second album, Forget the Night Ahead, marked a shift in their direction, lyrically more personal and musically darker and more streamlined. It was released in 2009 to acclaim. Recording sessions for the album produced the mid-2010's release The Wrong Car which followed the departure of founding bassist Craig Orzel in February 2010. The Twilight Sad's third album No One Can Ever Know was released in February 2012 and marked another stylistic shift with the band citing industrial music and Kraut's Rock and Kraut Rock influences for a darker, sparser sound. The band's fourth album entitled Nobody Wants to Be Here and Nobody Wants to Leave was released in late October 2014 to universally positive reviews and was the band's last album with founding member Mark Devine who left amicably in January 2018. The Twilight Sad's fifth studio album, It Won't Be Like This All The Time, was released in January 2019 to further critical acclaim. The band has described their sound as folk with layers of noise, and music critics have described the band as, as permanently unhappy, and a band that injects some real emotion and dynamic excitement into, compa- into a comparatively standard template. When asked to describe their their debut album, Graham said the band likes to see their songs as folk with loads of noise, as they are based on experiences that have happened to them around their hometowns or people they know. They often cite the work of Daniel Johnson, Sergei Gainsborough, Phil Spector, Arab Strap and Leonard Cohen as influences. Graham insists the 2003 Arab Strap album *One Day at the at the Hug and Pint* almost his favourite release of the 20 of the 2000s, stating that it was, that was the first Arab Strap album that ever, that I ever listened to. For me, it was the first record that I realised it was okay to sing your own accent. Aidan Moffat is one of the best lyricists of the past two decades. Graham also cites Arcade Fire's debut album Funeral as a key influence. In a 2015 feature of Clash magazine, he said it was around the time that Andy McFarlane had had been saying to me that he wanted me to write some songs with him and it was around It was also around the time that i finally knew i want that i wanted to write about what i wanted to write about without his record i don't know if i'd have approached our debut album in the same way that i did funeral had a massive influence on my songwriting style and the way in which i approach writing songs the way in which the storytelling within the song develops and the track progresses the power of repeating the same line within a song and a different way to deliver the line to give it different meanings funeral is an album That'll stay with me for the rest of my life, and will always influence the music I write. Graham also mentions his high, his liking for bands such as Joy Division. By the time of their third album, the band began exploring post-punk and krautrock facets of their influences, with McFarlane citing artists such as Pill, uh, Salks, and the Bash and the Banshees, Cabaret Voltaire, and Wire as key inspirations. In an October 2009 interview with The Fly, they admitted that they are still they were still at the stage where we don't really know where, where we are in this whole music industry thing. We know people like us, but we don't really know where we fit in, or if we can go to some places up up to or not. It's not like we're a stadium band. We're not la- we're not a lads band like Oasis or something. We're not a s- we're not a yet, band, and, and yet we're not a pure experimental band either. Obviously we're, we're noisy and stuff, but we write proper songs as well. Where the band's, reco- where the band's recorded sound is layered with many, me- many melodies, their live sound is a more intense experience with a more visceral wall of noise, something the band wanted to do all along. Graham stated, We like having, to, having the contrast between the record and playing live. There are, a lot of, there are a lot more instruments in the record. There's only four of us in the band, so we have to keep it as simple as possible. I don't know about you, but I don't like going to see a band that sounds just like their album. That's what we try not to do." Yeah, I can totally agree with that, actually. A few bands do that. In a 2014 interview with, with Jazz Monroe of The Skinny, James Graham commented on the misconception of the band's disturbed reputation pertaining to his lyrics as well as designer dave dlt thomas's darkly suggestive artwork monroe wrote there is a misconception that james himself had a difficult childhood in fact skinny was on has it on good authority that the grahams are proud attendant fans and at many of their gigs graham elaborated that my mom and dad are actually the biggest supporters of our band the songs aren't about me having a really bad childhood. It's about from the outside looking in at other people in my community and the shit that happened to my family, not in my family. It's about other dickheads influencing our lives, whether or not they realise. Writing these songs is about making people feel things they wouldn't usually feel, things they're scared to feel: loss, anger, depression. To write a love song for somebody would probably be the hardest thing I've ever, I've never done that. Guitarist Andy McFarlane composed the song. The, the wealth here is bad for semiconductor films. Short, short film, uh, brilliant noise. A film pieced together from archive NASA footage of the sun's surface. The song was later included in the "In the Killed My Parents and Hit the Road" compilation. McFarlane also provided a remix of Error's song bridge of bridge or cloud in january 2010 which is posted as a free download on enemy's website in february 2011 McFarlane provided a remix of fat cat Fat cat label mates in ensemble's truck before night which was posted as a song of the day on the line of beasts Fits website singer james graham appears on the live album quietly now by fellow scottish band Vice and Rabbit, providing additional vocals on the track Keep Yourself Warm. In 2011 Graham appeared as a guitar as a guest vocalist and songwriter on the album First Edition by the Fruits of Free Found Fruit by the Fruit Tree Foundation, a supergroup collaboration of Scottish musicians headed by Rob Rod, Rod Jones and Emma Pollock for the benefit of the Mental Health Foundation for Scotland. In 2015, Graham participated in Adrian Moffat's backing band during Moffat's UK tour, performing uh, Scottish folk songs. The tour was part of the documentary film Where You Meant To Be, which was released the following year. In 2016, Graham featured as a guest vocalist with supergroup Minor, vi- minor Victories on their song Dashes, Song For Richard. The track appeared in Minor Victories. On Minor Victory's self-titled album. In 2017, Graham co-founded band Outlines with fellow musicians Catherine Joseph and Marcus McKay. The Lions out al- the Lions debut album, Confats, was released on the 27th of October 2017 via Rock Action Records Mogroy's Mogwai- uh, label. Where where Graham had also worked outside his Twilight Sad duties, in 2022, Graham and Moffat released "Free Actions That free, These Actions Cannot Be Undone," a collaborative album under the name Gentle Sinners on Rock Action Records, under the name Ozelda. Former bassist Craig Orzel released the solo album. The Wii Shop is fitted with The Lights in, in 2008 with the EPs My Dress Up and Spiders following 2010. So current vocals are Alexandra Graham on vocals, Andy McFarlane on guitar, Johnny Doherty on bass guitar, Brendan Smith on keyboard and Grant, and Grant Hutchinson on drums and former members are Craig on bass guitar, Mark Devine on drums, Martin Doherty on keyboard, Sebastian Schultz on drums and their discography is 14 14 Autumns and 15 Winters in 2007. But forget the night ahead in 2009. No one can ever know in 2012. Nobody wants to be here. Nobody wants to leave in 2014. And it won't be like this all the time in 2019. So that's some interesting info. Very interesting info. And I, I don't recall hearing any of their songs. But then again, I may have heard a song on the radio and not even noticed who they are. We'll be back after this. Coming back to Master X Major, we have the X Review, and if you don't know what the X Review is or was, and will be again, it's where I go and do a reaction video to music videos, so you get genuine reactions, and most of the time they are on the fly surprise reactions because I would not have seen the videos that I've been reacting to. And I do feel like it's a very honest representation of music. So if you like to listen and watch reaction videos, the link is in the description. And we're back. So, the Twilight Sad, the band came on to a very bassy noise with a lot of... um, Well, I would say it was a bit of a Jaws motif with a But it didn't do the old No, no, just did that And then The band was in position and as they started up the stage was washed blue with the AD strobe floods flashing blue As the first song gathered momentum the profile units began to strobe blue and then yeah it just carried on like that so with all their songs they mainly just blended from one song to the next to the next without any breaks in and it was after the third or fourth song that they took a little pause in a uh, in a talk state where he introduced himself and the band and then carried on straight away to the next song so every song as well the lighting just morphed from one from one look to the next to the next. And it was pretty much all flash and trash throughout. Like a nice little bit of wash on the stage. And then a few of the LED strobe floods just lighting up and strobing into the audience. And yeah, the profiles here and there throughout just, just flashing onto the stage. But the lights are always in the same position. They just strobed a little bit. Or went from strobe to static, and that was about it lighting-wise. So they kind of just went old-school uh, metal club look, and that's pretty much it. You know, back in the out, back in the glory days, there'd be a handful of past 64s just in a position, in a fixed position, just lighting the band, and no face light. It would just be like flash the living hell out of those units or oh, then keep them static because that's all you could do and that's what they just decided to do with this show with the Twilight Sad set and the only use of that AV that they had bear in mind there was the three big screens was their logo was on the middle screen and that was it from start through finish of their set so nothing too spectacular lighting wise or even AV wise now, sound wise we had a very clear mix where every instrument was heard very clearly though and even though there was various guitar distortions we definitely were given a, 20, a 22 karat gold standard on the clarity the uh, volume wasn't ear splitting or uh, head exploding and i have to say from uh, what i was reading out from the research page from the research section of the twisted sad It was a bit of a hyped up overreaction to be honest because yeah they claimed to be ear splitting loud and that's what I was expecting but no they weren't. It was a nice comfortable volume, everything was clear and I'd say it was Goldilocks standard everything in that mix was just right. The right amount of volume right amount of decibels, the right amount of every uh, instrument at the at reasonable volumes and balancing up just right so yes it was definitely the goldilocks effect now the audience were great they applaud, they applauded every every pause that the band did and and they i suppose they expected that the songs were going to bleed into the uh, from one to the next to the next and and have minimum uh, talking within the set they just wanted to get their music out i suppose and the audience loved this because they were singing along they were dancing and they were cheering and they couldn't ask for a better audience to be honest now i have to say the cure did really really well with this quality of a support act because the twilight Sad definitely definitely warmed up the audience for an awesome set of the cure which was two hours and 45 minutes long of non-stop your action thank you for listening to today's podcast if you have if you've enjoyed today's podcast please hit like subscribe and share if you haven't already done so you want to check out more content from Master X media by clicking the link in the description below and we should catch you next time bye for now